Garupa, pedupa, rida, do, 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 ah, 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 yeah. That was the lamest. <laughs> so unenthusiastic. Yeah, I've never seen you. I've never seen you do it like so flat before. Just like, I just oh, felt so forced and pressured to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's the end of the day. We're doing this one later than usual. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me tell you, today was great. <laughs> Anyway, welcome everybody to another episode of the Some Sense Podcast where we look at all sorts of movies and see how they portray some sort of biblical truth. We're not professional movie critics, nor are we biblical experts, but we like to have fun and enjoy both. My name is Arnold, and with me are my co-hosts Z, Jocelyn, Jose, Peter, and Sam. And today we're going to be looking at the movie 1917. Yeah, Yay. yeah, 1917. Woo! See, y'all are more unenthusiastic about <laughs> than I was about the scatting. Okay, so... Okay, whose fault is that? Honestly, great movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Great movie. One of my favorite movies. Okay, how about... Since he was there, how about we have Peter explain to us what the story was? Uh, <laughs> it's because he's old. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. By the way, Peter is 50 years old. <laughs> he's the oldest member. I'm, I'm the wisest member. That's what they mean. No, oh, wisdom doesn't come with age. Wisdom comes with reading the so, Bible. Anyways, the movie is about these two guys, uh, Lance, Corporal, uh, Schofield, and... Um, I remember it. Blake. <laughs> Literally, that's his name, huh? That's just what they call him in the movie, huh? They don't mm-hmm. give him. Okay, anyways. His name's Tom Blake. Okay, cool. So, um, it's these two guys. Um, Blake's brother is like in some mission, right? Like ahead of it. He's in another platoon, and um, they're about to attack the German army. So the whole movie is set in World War One, nineteen seventeen. So. Um, the brother is in another platoon. They're about to attack the German army because the German army is retreating. Come to find out, though, that it's a trap. So the general uh, tells his brother, Blake, he's like, hey, choose uh, somebody to go with you because um, you need to take this message to the platoon. So he chooses Lance Corporal Schofield. And the whole movie is about them having to cross enemy lines to deliver this message If because if they don't, it's uh, 1,600 soldiers right 1600 soldiers um would die basically because it's a trap it's an ambush so yeah that's the whole movie okay awesome awesome and before we just kind of dive into like our our uh, whole biblical truths and principles and stuff that we caught from it um i guess what were some aspects of the movie that you guys like like for me i really like the whole kind of practical side of it how they made it look like a whole one shot kind oh of thing. that was like so cool shot. freaking amazing yeah. smoothest movie i've ever seen yeah it was just yeah. it was just so beautiful like it all flowed so nice yeah. i think that aspect of it kind of made you feel like it gave you a better understanding of like what it was like to be there you know like to, yeah. to feel like without him because if you notice the movie it hardly had any like exposition at all like hardly any dialogue like, it was mostly just you following the guy going from one crap hole to another crap hole and just trying to, like, make it out of there alive. And, like, for me, that was, like, crazy because, like, you could see the desperation, you could feel it, and just kind of, like, go with it. It kind of felt like a video game. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Like you said, you're just following the guy. Like, you know, you're the guy. Yeah. And so, like, if you watch the movie, it's, like, the story is over, like, 
it's really from like one day to the next and so like it's crazy because like i don't know just the way that they're able to like shoot they were able to shoot the whole thing and like the long shots that they had it's just like worked out so well i watched an interview and the director i think he said that like the movie like takes place from the beginning to the end of it like the whole span of it is like a matter of like eight or nine hours maybe total and so it's like it's freaking crazy <laughs> Yeah, because most movies, they take place over a period of, like, days, weeks, years sometimes. This is, like, just a matter of hours and so much happens. <laughs> I love, like, the crazy little details that are, like, involved with this movie. Like, um, I heard that in one scene they had to use over 500 extras just to film one scene. Um, and then they dug over, like, 5,000 feet of trenches to, like shoot some of like the where he's like walking through all of like the soldiers and stuff like that it's just like crazy like everything that went in to make this movie happen like it all like paid out because it's amazing so this movie the director's grandpa was the guy that told him the story yeah like it was it was inspired by some of the stories by some of the stories that oh, okay 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 but basically yeah it makes me appreciate it a little bit more yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you know that the concept of it he did grab of it though like i remember because i watched a few interviews on it and stuff and it was basically the director's grandpa mm -hmm. he he was in a similar situation where he did have to go across enemy lines to deliver a message oh okay, okay. like across no man's land and if you guys know for those of you who don't know what no man's land is, it's like they would basically build trenches on both sides and then kind of attack each other from the trenches and shoot. And if anybody came up out of the trenches, that was no man's land because like literally no man could survive there. And so you get killed if you popped up out of those trenches. And so this guy or these guys had to like cross across no man's land to get like across enemy lines and go into like deliver a message. And so that part was inspired on true stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think the cool thing about the movie was very suspenseful movie. It always keeps you at the edge of your seat. There's always something wrong going on. Dude, like they're in like inside the trenches of the enemy lines and you're like, oh, okay, like they're gonna make it. Everything's cool, you know? And then you see a tripwire and they're like, oh, that's like some, you know? Yeah. It, anyway, it's a good movie. Did you, what were you saying about the whole Shakespeare thing? So like back in the, way back when, whenever they did theaters, and um, there was this rule where they, the plays took time almost like, whatever they were doing, that's how long it would actually take. I don't know, I forgot what the rule is called, but um, one of my coworkers was explaining that to me, how they used that back then, and they used the same concept in the movie, and the way they use, and the way they made up time was um, whenever he fell asleep, got knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's how they were able to put the whole nine hours that you were talking about together into two hours. So like everything happens in real time until he goes to sleep and then it jumps ahead in time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty neat. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, that is smart. So the detail that went into this movie whenever they were planning it, I did some research on it and it's crazy, man. So like every like step that they took and every like you know pace the pace that they're walking at and like the 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 pathways that they took and stuff every single bit of it was choreographed so that the camera would be able to keep up with them and like they would know where to go and like it wasn't like the camera desperately trying to follow them yeah. it was like the cameramen and the actors had already like rehearsed this like plenty of times in those scenes and like they mapped it out and planned it out everything like every single step like 
I was watching the interviews and they like straight up called it choreography. And like if like typically choreography is known as like dancing and stuff. But they were like calling all of this choreography because it was just planned so specifically and detailed because of like all the obstacles and the whole one shot thing that they were trying to do. Like the camera, they would like pass it like onto like some guy would be holding it and then he'd put it on a crane and then the crane would get this like cool sweeping shot and then it'd come back down. And in that same shot, they wouldn't stop recording and the guy would pick it up again from the crane and like put it on like a little like stabilizer and then carry and like keep on following the actors like it was insane that's insane that's crazy that is so crazy i heard that like the longest shot in the movie like the longest one shot or single shot in the movie is like eight and a half minutes and so like i was just thinking about that and think about how many lines you have to remember like in that one shot and like if you mess up you have to start from the very beginning all over again you know what i mean like that's crazy just like the dedication that was put into this movie is insane like it's amazing yeah never mind no is it, oh wait is it for spoilers or what no it's just i just kind of want what i didn't like about the movie <laughs> something that i don't mention that i really really loved this is one of my favorite scenes was how whenever he's getting attacked at night whenever he wakes the up flares. he's getting attacked the yeah, flares? right after, right before that, I think it is. Right before the flares, or is it right after? Are we getting into spoilers yet, or no? It doesn't matter. I think. Oh, we, yeah. 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 I was just figured, like, so that we could warn everybody. Oh, like, yeah, from yeah. this point spoilers. on, spoilers. Spoilers. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but how whenever um, he saw somebody. And he was, like, walking towards them. The person started running towards them and started shooting at them. That scene, mm-hmm. you know how he goes, like, into that little window? Yeah. For, like, that very moment, they became a family. And oh, they didn't understand each family. other. Mm-hmm. But yet they were a family at that moment. And, yeah, yeah was, I loved it. That's, Dude, super that, cool. that, that's one thing <laughs> that, like, drove me nuts about the movie. In a good and bad way. Like, good because it was, like, a good kind of tool that kept you on your seat. But, like, bad because, like... I felt like I was like freaking out for them because if you notice, like if you paid attention to the movie, like a lot of it was driven by sound. Like the soundtrack would be like all yeah. fine and jolly, and then like whenever something like was about to happen, the music would just kind of like kind of go down, and then it'd be dead silent except for the voices. And so for me, that was like calling card. Like something's about to happen, you know, like a red flag. And whenever he gets down there with like the the, the French lady, he goes through the hole and he finds her there. It went dead silent. I was like, they're about to kill this lady and that poor baby. Like, it's about to go bad. So, ah, uh, okay. So, so it was, I loved the movie. Everything was great. Um, I remember how I was telling you that I was like, I thought it was going to be a sadder movie. I, I really thought like going into this movie, I was like, I, I, it's going to make me cry. Because that's what everybody like made it like sound like. And I went in and... It had its sad moments, you know, but I feel like everything was good. Like the cinematography was good. Like that was in, like it was incredible acting and like everything was good. But that there was there wasn't that attachment to the guy, the main guy, because yeah. the, the the brother died. You know, like I was starting to like the brother, like he was trying to save his brother. But the other guy, like he, we didn't know where he's from. Like he, I, until the end, like you saw the picture that he was holding. Like I was like, he just like sat down on the tree and that was it. And I was like, ah, oh, bro, like, I wanted that, like, you know, like, I wanted to, like... That closure. Yeah, he was, like, my hero, but there wasn't, like, that... Yeah, there wasn't yeah. that backstory to him, you know, like, that you... Yeah. 
That's what I didn't like. Something that I something else that I loved what it goes along with what you're talking about is how you felt more attached than the first guy that got killed. You felt more attached to him than the second guy, but it's just it kind of gave you a real life perspective of what war is. Yeah. You know? That's true. One part, no, one part that was so dumb though is that they went to go save the enemy when he fell off the plane. Like in military status, you wouldn't do that. You're not gonna go try to save him. I I think some might. Uh, Yeah, some might. I'll get into it right now. No, go ahead, go ahead. Dev on in, dev on in. About the biblical truth and stuff? If you want to, I mean, it's, yeah. You could call it a biblical troop because it's like <laughs> war. I like that. Uh, it's a biblical troop. And anyway. <laughs> I have like three of those, We, by we the way. can't use, we sh- anyways. Wait, are we going in? Yeah, what were you going to say about it? We can keep talking about what we liked and didn't like as we go. Okay, cool. So, anyways, throughout the whole movie, like, this guy is doing, at first he doesn't want to go with the brother with blake because he was like bro like we're gonna die like it's no man's land it's in the middle of the day like we shouldn't go like uh they they had told him that they had uh, like retreated and stuff but he was like no we don't we shouldn't believe them they gave us bombs so why would they give us this yeah yeah, he says like why would they give us bombs then you know so anyways throughout like this throughout the movie you see how he's more and more like he's like forcibly like okay i'll do it like fine i'll do it but more and more as the movie goes on you see that he gets like tired and you see that he's like dang it like i still need to get there but at the same time like there's these moments where he could have stayed with the girl very well and just like like you said had a family you know and like had that that fantasy life or or whatever you know but throughout the movie like i thought about uh i didn't know like the scripture like the actual verse but it's galatians 6 9 where it says, uh, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap. Um, and that that's basically, like, what I got from, from, like, this movie. This guy, he didn't get tired of, I mean, he got tired, of course, but, like, he knew that what he was doing was, like, for the greater good, you know? Um, even when, when they were going to save the, the bad guy, like, um, even when it's someone that you don't like in life, um, as like a Christian, as someone that you believe, you try to save that person by whatever means, you know? And yeah, like you get hurt and, and well, this guy in this case died, you know? <laughs> I don't want to say you're going to die, but, but you know, but you pay the price, you know, you pay the price for it. And that's, that's like what really, really like struck home with me with this movie, you know? Cause in the end he was able to save a bunch of people, you know, even though he was exhausted. And his friend died. And his friend died. But he was, well, he was able to save, well, the brother. So to kind of go off of like what he said, um, like he, what you said about in Galatians 6, 9, Mm -hmm. um, saying that like when you have a message, like you got to do it no matter what. um, That's kind of like saying, um, in Matthew 28, um, 18 through 20, it says, it's about like the Great Commission. And it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I just kind of want to pull from verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. So 
he was given the authority to literally call off 1600 troops Mm -hmm. to stop an attack and like is good news because like they were going to get killed anyway if they were if they would have went through with it but literally just by showing him the the letter he changed his mind from just being like it's too late like it doesn't matter like we're just going to fight them another day blah 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 then he looked at um at the letter and he said call it off so he literally called all 1600 troops off in that like in that instant and so like what i'm trying to say is like our great commission is to go out and give the message to people to change their hearts so that they don't go out and they don't like what am i trying to say like so that they don't go out and like die basically like because we have like that message that's going to give them life and give them salvation and so that's my biblical, one of my biblical truths. I like that. That's freaking good, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, because even when they were, when he was going through, and he's like, "I have orders from the general," and their like captains would move out of his way, you know. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know why he didn't say that whenever he got like right outside of their little bunker when he's about to tell them, and those guys like had him pinned down. He did say that, but they were like, "Yeah, he did." And well, they were I like, mean, because they could have thought that he was like a threat or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. So, but he he let them know. But they were like, "You're not getting." That's whenever he was like, ah, "Okay, gotcha, gotcha." Well, cool. Well, for me, I pulled out a couple too. Like I, I've got like I saw three different parallels. I guess if you might want to say that. First off, this one isn't so much of a parallel as much as it is like a thing that it made me recall more or less. Um, but I don't know if you guys have like read that story of David and his mighty men or whatever, and like. Basically, they're at war with, like, an opposing nation. Mm-hmm. And that other nation's, like, blocking off their access to a river. And David's like, boy, am I thirsty. I could use a drink of water right now. And, like, they can't get any water because they're blocking off the river. And then two of his mighty men are like, don't worry, boss. We got you. And so literally these two guys, like, chop through, like, hundreds of dudes. They grab a bucket of water. They take it back, chop through another, hun- like, hundreds of dudes. And they bring it back without spilling it a drop of water. And so, like, that's kind of what it made me think of is because, like, this guy had to, like, go through, like, a crap load of people, like, trying not to die for something, like, as small as handing off a letter mm-hmm. and then, like, make it alive, you know? And so that's what it made me think of for one. Um, but that was just kind of, like, a reminder kind of thing, not so much parallel. But the two other parallels that I saw were it made me think of Hebrews chapter 12 verses, or verse 1. And I think two. I think it's just one, though. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I know it sounds a little cliche because he's running from one place to the other. He's like going against the clock. So he's in a race or whatever. But for me, it made me think of like that specific part where it says the sin which so easily ensnares us, like let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Because in that scenario, like, it made me think, like, for us, it's not one that's really, like, talked about a whole lot, but the sin of unbelief, you know? And I think whenever you think about the sin of unbelief, people tend to overlook a lot of things. So, like, for example, I know a lot of people struggle with their inadequacies, like all of us do all the time, you know? And I think a lot of us, like, who end up, like, having a a low self-esteem, I think it's because we struggle with the sin of unbelief, you know? And, like, believing that we're not, like, adequate enough and we let ourselves get held down by that and weighed back down 
And like, it keeps us sometimes from like pushing forward with our faith because we don't think we're qualified and we don't think we're good enough to keep going with our faith. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like, we have been like commissioned, like Sam was saying, like we have been given authority, like you were saying, like we, we've, we've been put in a place where like, we know what God says about us. And whenever we don't believe that, like we're not successful in, in running through with that race. And in this scenario, like for me, it made me think like this guy was being held back by so many dudes telling him like, hey, you're not qualified to be here. Like, hey, you don't, you're not of rank. Like why, like, or like at one point when they're running through the trenches, he's like, hey, you idiot, you're going in the wrong direction of the trench. Like, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. And he's like, I have the general's orders. And so like, for me, it just kind of makes me General's think, orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, you, you get what I'm saying though? Like yeah. you, we've, like, we know what the truth is. Like, the general has given you, like, he's given you the decree. He's given you the orders to tell you who you are and what you are to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, often we kind of, like, because we don't believe that, we don't end up following through with that. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, there's so much on the line for, for him. Like, imagine what's on the line in your own personal life yeah, right, if you would right. just believe what it is that you're being told. That's good. Um, and then, secondly, um, it made me, specifically the part where... Um, he he was running away from that German soldier in the town mm-hmm. and he like kicked in the door and he found the, the French lady like taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just before he was about to leave, like he was like, oh, here's some food for you and the baby. And she's like, but the baby can't eat any of this. The baby needs milk. And then oh, yeah. he whips out the, the little, what's it called? The flask. the flask full of, full of milk. Um, and it was like crazy. Like how, like it's too good of a coincidence, right? Where did he get that milk from? From from the the barn where the barn they got stuff. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. He was literally pouring it, and then the planes were like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that was milk. I thought that was water. Nah, it was milk. It was freshly squeezed milk. So like he'd just gotten it out of the cow, um, and it made me think of Luke 11 verses 9 through 12, I think, or 13, and it says, um, "So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and it will be opened to you." For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any, um, from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so it made me think, like... For one, I mean, the fact that this lady was willing to take him in without any, like, you know, like, like hostility, you know? Like, she, she, like, took him in and just kind of, like, accepted him. Like, she could have, like, gone in with, like, you know, guns a-blazing or, like, kicked him out or shoot him out real quick and been like, no, no, I'm hiding, like, leave me alone. But the fact that she took him in, showed him grace, showed him mercy, and let him in, like, that opened the door for her to, like, receive, you know? And like, had he, he could have just left the stuff there, and I mean, how are you gonna expect a soldier to carry milk with him, you know? So she never would have asked, you know. Like, had she like, had she been hostile from the beginning, she wouldn't have ever had the opportunity to ask. And she didn't even ask; she just kind of said. And like, it, to me, that just shows me like, like that's kind of how it is with God in life, you know. Like, yeah. for me, I know that the job that I have right now, I wouldn't have it if I hadn't have just asked, you know, or like said something. And, like, for her, it was the same thing. She was just kind of like, the baby needs milk. Oh, hey, I just happen to have milk in my bag. (laughs) 
And so, like, that's, that's uh, to me, I thought that was really cool. Like, I thought that was, like, evidence of that kind of played out on screen, you know? Um, and so I thought that was pretty amazing. I thought it was really cool. One of the biblical, well, I guess it's not a biblical truth, but anyways, um, whenever Lance, um, I mean, Corporal uh, Schofield was asking why, so, like, in the beginning, he was not wanting to do it, you know, he's, like, kind of procrastinating like oh no we should just wait until this time we should just wait until this time and then whenever they get out of the bomb he's asking why and that reminded me a lot of uh job how he was living a good life and he was doing it and then all of a sudden he gets really sick and stuff he kept asking god like why and kind of saying god forgive me if i've sinned in my youth you know and um but god knew the blessings that were going to come his way he knew the challenges that he was going to face, but God had faith in him that he was going to, that he was going to have faith in God. God had faith that he was going to have faith in him, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, God had faith in Job having faith. Yes, yeah. God had faith in Job having faith and yeah. God knew he wasn't going to fail him. Yeah. You know, and just like them, um, although Blake dies, Schofield didn't know that he was going to be the one to take the message and complete the mission mm -hmm. and job job not job job thought he was gonna die mm -hmm. and so that just uh kind of you know that's what mm -hmm. stood out to me i had more to say i kind of it'll come back to you yeah you can go ahead. <laughs> so what stood out to me was well actually you guys just took it both of you <laughs> you and jose arnold um well, I love that when he <clears throat> was with a lady, like, he gave everything that he had. Like, he didn't even hesitate, like, to keep it for himself. So that was one of my favorite parts. But another part that was one of my favorite was, wait, what are those things called when he was walking through? The trenches. Yeah, okay. So when <clears throat> he was almost to the end uh, where the general was when he was going to give the letter, um, before he got there... He noticed that he wasn't going to have enough time um, to get over there if he went through the Trenton. What is it called? Trenton? Yeah. Anyways. Um, so in that moment, he didn't even hesitate to, like, go on the top and start running. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, that was one of my favorite parts, that he risked everything just to be able to save, like, all those people and ran. Because he could have died in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So it was really good. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, what I kind of pulled from the movie, you guys, like, Sam and Arnold kind of touched on it a little bit. But um, I thought how he kept saying, like, I have a message from the general. Like, his, like, the authority that came with that phrase, like, he was like, okay, I have a message from the general. And everybody, like, stops. Everybody gets out of the way. Everybody's like, oh, like, this is important. This is from the general. Like, this is from the top like as high as it gets and so that just kind of reminded me of like like that's the authority that like we have with the message that like the lord's given us you know like um and in like luke hold on let me pull it up luke four thirty two. it says um they were amazed at his teaching for his message was with authority mm -hmm. and so like mm -hmm. like that phrase like him saying i have a message from the general like everybody automatically like is like subject to like submit to that and so like that just reminded me of how in the same way like we have that authority with the message that like the lord has given us and so i don't know that was just like a really cool thing 
that I got from the movie. But was it did the rest of yours come back to you? Yes. So it was kind of going off what Jocelyn was saying, um, how he he knew his mission and he was willing to do anything to to go and complete his mission. Nothing stopped him. Nothing got in his way. And the moment that we realize what our mission is nothing gets in our way negative people won't get in our way people's comments about us insecurity nothing will get in the way the moment that we realize god's plan for our life yeah. on here i put it together better but yeah <laughs> it's whatever yeah i think the most uh, right now when uh i don't know someone said something about time but anyways, someone said something about time, and that's when it came to me. Like, that was, that was basically, like, the villain in this movie. Yeah. Like, literally time, because they told him, hey, if you don't get there... I'm pretty sure the this... Germans were the villain, Whoa, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's whatever. You know, but reading, reading into it, you know, like, reading into it, um, they, they literally told him, like, hey, if you don't get this message to them, like, by tomorrow or Death. whatever time, like, 1,600 men are going to die. Like, it's up to you. Yeah. you know and um right now before like we started like recording we were talking about like the song mm-hmm. and uh what they were singing like that that scene whenever he gets there and like the guy is singing yeah you remember sam i think it's called the wayward voyager or something so yeah so i looked i looked up the like the like the lyrics yeah. and like the main one of the main lyrics that they repeat is the hope of a true home puts the toil and snares of life into perspective it makes suffering endurable and painful tasks worth doing. So, the way... That's good, soldier. Well, that's the song. That's good. That's not me. <laughs> the, like, the hope of a true home, like we know that's talking about heaven, you know, yeah. puts the toil and snares of life into perspective. Yeah. Like, why are, why are we toiling through to life and why are we doing all of this? Like, the soldiers, I'm sure a lot of them were like, I'm sure a lot of them didn't know the why behind the war. Because even, dude, Benedict Cumberbatch comes out, just <laughs> huge spoiler. <laughs> Guns are blazing. He, he comes out for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Poor guy. He should have <laughs> had like a bigger scene. I'm sorry. No. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, come on, man. Real quick side note. Like, I thought, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I thought it was really cool how they put these like A-list actors in like positions of authority. Mm-hmm. I think that was intentional. Yeah, like, I think, true. yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. think about so it. Cool. Even, uh, what's his name? Mark Strong or something strong. The guy who like gives him a ride. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. guy is like really like a really good actor yeah. too. And like, they well, all kind of have positions of authority. I power. mean, his work with, um... Shazam, he was Black Adam. I mean, he was all right. He was all right in there. So, but anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, he comes out and he even tells him he's like, the way we're gonna win this war is with Last Man Standing. Yeah. You know, like that was like the like his that was how the general was thinking about it. Like, I'm gonna kill all my men until like we win this war. Yeah. You know, so a lot of like the men were literally like, well, there's no reason, there's no point to this war. But that song, like that, those lines that said, the hope of a true home puts the toil and, snare, and snares of life into perspective. Like that just, whenever I was reading it, I was like, okay, well, that's why we go through life, you know, because we know that the hope of our true home is heaven, you know, and that's why we can see things with a different perspective. Because we know that what we're seeing right now isn't like, isn't our reality. Pastor Mike Massa, shout out to Pastor Mike Massa, you know, from CFNI. My first semester, he spoke on, on the true reality and he spoke how our spiritual lives are actually more real than our actual physical lives than we're living because our physical lives only last like a smidge of our actual eternal life 
and I was like, whoa, like this man is so smart, you know? But Who yeah. would have thunk it? Yeah. Dang. And I, I like how one thing that I really liked about the movie, this doesn't have anything to do with like biblical stuff. I think we're, I'm just going back to the whole like what I like about the movie. I like how they like emphasized like that Mark Strong guy, the, the, the guy who gave him a ride. He was like, hey, and when you tell him, make sure that there's witnesses, like make sure that there's people around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like imagine if there hadn't have been witnesses, like I knew like. You could just tell, like, that guy would have gone for it had there not oh, been any yeah. witnesses. He would have been like, what letter? What are you talking about? I didn't get an order for the general. and been like, go, go, go. And then all of his guys would have gotten slaughtered. There was a whole bunch of people there, though. So that was the good part. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, whenever he walked into the room and I saw all those guys there, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're going to live. Kind of like touching on, like, the scene that Peter was talking about where, um, what is his name? Uh... Schofield. Yes, Schofield. Whenever no, he like, <laughs> he had like just gotten out of um, that crazy like river, and he had fallen down that waterfall and stuff. And then it cuts. I measured it. It was like fifteen foot. Really? Yeah. He was there with my mind. Yeah. It was like nine Sams stacked on top of each other. What? <laughs> that would be small Sams. Um, Jeez, you're mean. It's like not even two feet. <laughs> that scene where um, he's like laying in the water, and it's just like the end of it all, and all of a sudden you just see like. Uh, the petals from that tree like in the water and it's just like this stillness like all across the scene like you can just see it and it's like you can't see z's hand but it's very still right yeah now. it's like she's showing like us. this yeah <laughs> um but that was one of my favorite scenes of the movie because like i don't know you could just like you could see all of the emotion and like everything that had just happened and you could tell that he was like tired he wanted to quit but then like there's all of these like little like flower petals coming in and it's like that reminder of blake and of how like okay i'm not doing this for myself i'm doing this like one to save all these men and two to like honor the memory of one of my best friends that like just died and so it i that was just like one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie i like how it was a nice tender moment with all the flowers and then instantly dead bodies like all around. i was like ooh, unfortunate it was like and then i don't know if you saw some of them but some of them had like bloated faces and stuff like they were decomposing and you're like definitely uh plants versus zombies vibes i went to go watch it with peter and our friend jess shout out jess um and she listened to this? Did she, she listen to this? yeah she listened to the last one that we did she like listened to one yeah. <laughs> shut up yeah. <laughs> um, Shout out, she didn't hear this. <laughs> but she kept making all these comments like during that scene. She was like, "Ooh, that one's really bloated." She's like, "Ooh, that one must have had Chinese food like the day before." And like, it was so funny. You know how I told you I, I was hoping that it would be sadder. Okay, so me, me and Z, we look over at Jess, and Jess looks over, and she's crying. She's like, how are you guys not crying right now? She's like, she's like bawling her eyes out, and she's like upset that Peter and I aren't crying in this movie. But like, uh, I legit thought that something like worse was going to happen to Schofield yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Like, whenever he cuts his hand on the barbed wire. 
and then and then he like puts it digs it into a dead guy's like ribs and like it goes through i was like oh he's gonna die he's gonna die yes coronavirus definitely that's where it started uh nothing no no, no. i just don't like your comments it's weird no his he's trying to he's trying to stay relevant and it's not working you're like 50 dude <laughs> Peter, right now. Sam, he's not 50. He's yeah, 48. Right. Punch him, Peter. Punch him with your arthritic hands. I'm just kidding. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Oh, I thought he was going to get like gangrenous hands or something because yeah. he's stuck in a dead guy's like that's dirty yeah. i can't even touch like exactly. like a sink without having to touch my hand i mean wash my hands again like it's that mug was dirty yeah he could have like gotten some kind of disease from that probably did probably got coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> the director was saying in one of his interviews that um like because a lot of the story had been inspired by the stories that his grandpa told him, who was in the war, he said that um, he said that he remembers his grandpa like constantly washing his hands all the time, and whenever he would wash them, he'd wash them like super thoroughly, and they'd always ask him like, "Grandpa, why why are you always like washing your hands? Why do you wash them so much?" And he said that because he was in the war for two years, and he said that he was always washing them because he he felt like he always had the mud from the trenches like under his fingernails and in his hands and stuff, and he said that he always felt like. It was like under there, and that he like wanted to wash it out and stuff. So I was like, man, that's crazy. That's sad. PTSD. Yeah, like speaking of all that, like it's a it could be like a heavy movie, you know? Because this like it's it's a very immersive movie. Yeah. Like you like we were saying in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, like you feel like you're actually in the movie, like you're actually whenever yeah, like I kept you put on getting distracted because I was so into it, and I was like, wait, I gotta think of like okay. things. I gotta think of things. I gotta think that I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> All right. Because when, whenever, like, he gashed his hand, whenever, like, his hand went into, like, that body, I was like, oh. I, I didn't even want to get popcorn for a little bit. Because <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, no, no, no. I didn't have that problem. I was eating a brownie sundae. It was so Yeah, no, me neither. Good. I was snacking on some, some soft pretzels and, like, queso. I was like, we had popcorn and nacho cheese. It was so good. That's the best. She showed me that. Heck yeah, dude. That's what I was thinking. Like when we were watching the movie, like I was like, "This is a cool podcast. Like I get to watch movies and popcorn." <laughs> I was like, "This is fun." <laughs> but I, I think one thing that they could have done better was that because, and like I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm no one to criticize Sam Mendes or like the cinematographer. What do, do you know? Do you know what um, awards he got? Sam Mendes? Yeah. Did he get like best picture for the movie? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Oscars. I'm gonna look. I had just. I literally just read about this. Can you look it up? I know that the actor didn't get nominated for. No. No. Yeah. Because the Joker won that one. Yeah. Joaquin. Yeah. He, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. But I was gonna say, um, one thing that they could have done better, I think, in my opinion was because there were so few characters in the movie that you actually, like, drew a connection to, mm -hmm. I think that they should have spent a little more time keeping Blake alive so that you could get more attached to him. And whenever he did die, when that moment yeah. did come, you would be like, ah, oh, that hurts a little bit because I've been, like, with this character for, like, the last right. hour, hour and yeah. a half, and then just get him. But 
I think he died within like the first like 30 minutes is what it felt like to me. They should have killed him right before he met the girl. Yeah, yeah. Or like on their way to meet the girl. Like, and then died. the girl should have been pregnant and then he, she has the baby. <laughs> he dies and then there's a newborn. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm redirecting the whole thing. Okay, most intense, most intense scene of the movie. Go. When the guy was running on the top. Oh, from the German? No, no, no. She's saying uh, uh, no man's land. When they're about to go into the war. Into the Whenever they were crossing the line. Yeah. yeah, that was probably the most intense scene because it's like the very start of it. Yeah. And not seeing like all the other ones were like way below it because they, they were all pretty equal. Yeah. But like that was like the start of it. And it was Wait, like, are you oh, talking about the beginning talking, of the movie? Yeah, Whenever they yeah. first start going yeah. over the trenches. For me, that was yeah. that was what got me. Because bro, yeah. like he's like, they were literally like about to peek up. That's true. They're like, they had to use the little scope thing the whole time. Yeah. And they're like, Bro, we just lost, like, all these people. We're literally burying him right now. Like, you're standing on him. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know if they're there or not. And that's what they, like, portrayed in that. And so that's what, that was probably the most intense scene for me. Mm -hmm. What about you, Peter? I think the flare scene. Whenever, in the night, whenever he wakes up after being knocked out. and (laughs) And he starts, like, running. Because you just see, like, the darkness, and then all of a sudden, like, it's light, and then it's yeah. dark again, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. he's going to die. Is that the enemy that would throw those? Yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure um, they were. It was close to the end. Yeah, close to the end. Yeah. What about what about you, Joss? It wasn't the most intense. I think hurt the one that Jocelyn mentioned was the, the most intense. But another part was whenever he was, like, drowning in the water. Oh, yeah. Was that, that was when he lost his backpack, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yo, whenever I saw that scene, I was like, wow, they even put a waterfall scene in here. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I wonder how the actor actually, like, felt, you know, like. Oh, that had to be a special effects, bro. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, maybe. Man. Hey. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, don't. <laughs> Let's believe it was. I don't know how they made the movie, so I'm not even going to pretend. Oh, like, I was like, damn, poor guy. Yeah, dude. Like, you felt like he was actually about to, like, Get choked Dying. out by that water, yeah. yeah. Especially when you saw all the bodies like washed up on the shore, you're like, oh, this is a miracle. That could have been him. That's it for this guy. <laughs> that could have been me, but it wasn't. What about you, Z? It was probably the scene where whenever he's like on his own and it's just like him and that other shooter. Um, oh, like when they right, first encounter each other? Yeah, yeah right yeah. before he like goes unconscious. Yeah. That scene was like really intense for oh, me. With I was the like, yeah, yeah, I was okay. like, oh no, this is it. He's gonna die. He's not gonna make it. I mean, like, obviously we know he's not gonna die because like, yeah. he's, I don't know, dude. I thought he was. Gonna die. Yeah, but it was that that scene was really intense for me. And then whenever like he's like propping the door or he's like opening the door and it's like they're like one on one. Yeah, yeah, I was like. Oh, I freaked out a little bit, but it was fine. <laughs> no, for me, I think it was whenever that same scene that you were talking about with the flares, mm-hmm. like after he leaves the French lady's house and he he crawls in and like he sees that one guy puking on the sidewalk and then oh, he goes yeah. into the thing and he sees the guy next to him and he like, he's like, hey, shut up, like don't say anything. And then he calls to him, like he calls to the other guy and then he like chokes him out and the other guy walks in, but he can't yeah. see him because they're in the shadows. I was like, oh, he's about to die, yeah. bro. Like this drunk guy's about to kill him. <laughs> Okay, so, no, I think Sam's scene is actually, like, the most intense one, though. Yeah. 
because I remember being like literally like I had to like sit up and I was like I was telling Z dude I'm just waiting for it I was like I'm just waiting for something to pop out remember I told you I was like I'm just waiting for something (laughs) he's like it's coming it's coming and it, it never came but it was good and I think they did a good job there too because like because they didn't show you like you didn't hear gunshots at that point you didn't like see any like germans or anything like yeah. literally all you saw was the remnant of what had just happened so you saw a bunch of dead bodies and stuff mm-hmm. but like you didn't see like you, you didn't hear anything you didn't see anything and it was just quiet the whole time so it just built suspense and i was like that was a really good use of that like that was that was awesome all right so what would you guys rate the movie okay remember we're still doing the thumbs up thumbs down thumbs up thumbs, thumbs up 100 percent Two thumbs up. I don't know. I'm going to have to go on thumbs a big up. old thumbs up on this one, too. Uh, no, no, no. I still want to rate it, though. Huh? I still want to rate it. You still want to rate it? Yeah. Okay. Let's rate it. <laughs> I gave it a 7.5 in the movies. Really? You yeah. gave it a 7.5? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Who did? Sam. I I liked the movie, like, but it wasn't one of my like top fives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It had a very Dunkirk feeling. I wonder if they had the same cinematographer. So just an just an update on the awards. I don't think it won any Oscars, but it won Golden Globes. So it won Best so Motion Picture, Drama, and Best Director. For yes, it is. You get a whole globe instead of a single yeah. person. Who's Oscar and why do you want him? a statue of him? Anyways, ratings. All right. So you gave it a seven point five. Seven point five and like a thumb. Wait, like that. no, this is nineteen seventeen. So you got to give it a grade out of. 1,917. Oh, my God. All right. Well. Okay. 7.5. All right, Peter? I'll give it... I'll give it an 8.5. I I think it it lacked character development. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All right, you? Give it an 8.5 as well. Okay, Jack? I will give it an 8. An 8? I think I'm gonna hop on the bandwagon with the 8.5. Yeah. Staying true to our uh, our rating system, I'll give it a 1,566. You mean your rating system? Our rating system that we all agreed <laughs> to. Like, uh, this is like 8.7. So if it were a one out of ten, what would it be? Huh? I was like, and if it were a seven. if it were a one out of ten, that's like a seven. That's um, 75. See, That's I, I 75%. Would, but it's just so precise a number. I can't. I'm not going to. I, I, I just, no, I can't. <laughs> he gives it a 76.5%. I'd give it. Okay. All right. I'd give it. I'd give it like an 82. 82. So like 8.2, I guess. All right. 8.2? 8.2. Hey, Peter, you want to hear something funny? Wait. Scatterpapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapadoopapado